0: Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message.
1: My name is Gary Jimenez, if we haven't had the chance yet to meet, and um, today is Palm Sunday. It's actually the very first day of Passion Week, or Holy Week, as some people might call it. And Passion Week has more to do with God's passion for us than our passion for Him. Because how many of you know that we were dead in our iniquities and dead in our sins and then God made a way during Passion Week for us to come to know the Lord and for Him to give us fullness of grace forevermore and for Him to set us on a firm foundation to allow the chains of bondage and, and, and of, of iniquity to just be broken off of our lives. How many of you love the fact that Jesus made a way for you and I to have right relationship with Him? Amen. And so we have the triumphal entry that was the first day of Passion Week, so Palm Sunday. And Jesus tells his disciples, I want you to go and to find a donkey for me, and I want to ride into Jerusalem. And I want to read the story for you just real briefly. It's found out in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 9. It says, The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest praise. And Hosanna means please save us. And there were people that were there that were recognizing Jesus as Savior of the world. They were saying, Jesus, we recognize you as Savior of the world. They were there on Sunday to give him praise and honor and glory and worshiping him with palm branches. And then we go to Thursday and in Thursday marks where Jesus wanted to have communion with the disciples on Passover. And I want to read that portion of Scripture with you as well. It says in Matthew 26, starting at verse 17, it says, On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparation for you to eat the Passover? And everyone, I want you to say the words Passover with me. Ready? Passover. He replied, Go into the city to a certain, to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, my appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had prepared them and prepared the Passover. Or directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the 12. And this is where we have the Last Supper scene, if you will. We have a picture of it here. It's the Last Supper scene where Jesus is wanting to partake in communion with the disciples. And it's very important that this takes place on that same night where they're also celebrating Passover. Because Passover commemorates when God said, when I see the, the blood over the doorposts of the house, I will pass over, the spirit, the spirit of death will pass over you. And so it also commemorates when Moses freed his people out of slavery from the bondage of Egypt and then brings them over into the promised land that That Moses had for for the people and that God had for the people. And in the same way, Jesus is prophetically proclaiming on the first night, first communion, when they're also celebrating this Passover, Jesus is prophetically proclaiming that just as the people were freed out of Egypt and out of their slavery, so does God want to free all of mankind out of our slavery, out of our iniquity, out of our sins into newness of life. And aren't you glad that God gives us newness of life this morning? And then the Passover, with the Passover in the doorpost, God was pro- prophetically proclaiming that just as they back then put blood over the doorpost, if we will put the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, over the, bl- the, the post of our own hearts, then God will allow the spirit of death to pass over our lives. And aren't you glad that if you've accepted Jesus Christ, that the spirit of death passes over you and you get to live in heaven forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This isn't just a coincidence that communion and the, and the Passover take place the same night. There's something prophetic about Jesus saying, I want to go all the way to the cross so that you could have life and life to the, for the, for, forever and ever and life to the full. And so this morning, I want to invite our lead pastor to come and lead us in a time of, of communion together. And remember this. When when the Bible says, and remember all that I've done for you, just like the people commemorated Moses freeing the people out of Egypt, out of that bondage, so should we also remember how Jesus has freed our lives from bondage of sin and the chains were broken off of our lives. Amen? Amen. Pastor Perry.
0: Amen. Good morning, everyone. We're going to partake of communion together this morning, and you've already received the elements of communion—the cup and the bread. But just in case we missed you, all you need to do is just lift your hand long enough to to receive those elements. And you don't need to be a member of Harvest Church at all to partake of communion uh, communion, uh, as long as you're a member of the family of God. At home, at home, you'll just want to just take a little piece of bread and maybe some juice, and you can. Partake of communion together with us as well this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to ask you this morning just to bow your heads in prayer with me and just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, as I come to your table this morning and remember what you did for me on the cross, I pray that you'll renew a right spirit within me. Cleanse me from all sin. Make me pure again. Let my heart always be right in your sight, and I prayed in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, "Amen, Amen." This week is Passion Week, and on Thursday, Thursday is called Holy Thursday. Some other churches in the High Church will call it Monday Thursday. Monday coming from a word in Latin that means mandate, and the mandate was. When Jesus gave us a new commandment, he said, I'm going to give you a new mandate. I'm going to give you a new commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. So that was the mandate where we get Monday, Thursday. And, but, but I call it, just to simplify it, half the church calls it Holy Thursday. So Holy Thursday, it was that Holy Thursday that Jesus met with his disciples for the Last Supper, Before being crucified on the next Friday, which is Good Friday. So Thursday, right before Good Friday, when Jesus died on the cross. The only thing that makes that Friday good is what Christ did for us on the cross. Amen? So here's what I want you to see. It was at that Last Supper that Jesus instituted the very first communion. So say with me this morning, Last Supper... But first communion, he instituted the first communion, which would become a sacrament of the church, communion and baptism, so that we would always remember what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross, when he died for the sins, our sins and the sins of the world. And the disciples were not connecting all the dots when this happened on that first uh, communion or that... That last supper, they weren't connecting all of the dots yet because they didn't quite understand what was going on. But after the cross they and the resurrection, they understood fully just as we do today. So every time that we partake of communion together, we're remembering the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we remember that from then forward, from that Last Supper that turned out to be the first communion, and 2,000 years later, we're still remembering it as we celebrate it today. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now, Paul put it this way. He said, For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, think of it, on the same night that he was sitting with his disciples and he even knew that one would betray him, he still had fellowship and he still broke bread with them. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper and He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood or the new testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So this morning, everyone, as we partake of communion together, We're making a proclamation to the world. We're we're proclaiming what Jesus did for us on the cross when he died on the cross so that we could be set free from our sins. He did that for our sins and the sins of the world. And all of God's people said amen, amen. I want to ask you to just take out that bread this morning and let's just pray over the bread. Just pray this prayer with me over the bread right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for this bread that represents your body that was broken on my behalf. In my brokenness, in your brokenness, Lord, I've been made whole, and I'll never forget what you've done for me. Let's partake of the bread together. Then pray this prayer over the cup this morning, if you would. Lord Jesus, thank you for this cup that represents your blood that was shed for me on Calvary. Thank you for the life in your blood. And thank you for the life that you've given me. you come that I might have life and have it more abundantly, and I'll never forget what you've done for me. Let's partake of the cup together this morning. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just whisper a thanks to the Lord. Lord, I thank you right now for your finished work on the cross, that you were the lamb for sinners slain, that you were the perfect lamb, you were the perfect sacrifice, and you died on the cross for me. I just bless you today, Lord God. Hallelujah. And I want to just sing a song that we all know and it's just called, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus of Jesus oh the blood of Jesus and oh the blood of Jesus it washes white as snow sing it one more time and oh The blood of Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes
1: white as snow. Aren't you glad that Jesus came to make a way for us to have right relationship with Him and to blot every spot and wrinkle off of our lives and to wash us white as snow? That's what the blood of Jesus does in our life. Aren't you glad for that? Harvest Church, come on, say loud, Amen. Amen, Amen. So on the first day, Palm Sunday, the first day of Passion Week, Jesus has this triumphal entry, and people are there to worship Him and to give Him praise and to say. Hosanna in the highest. God save us. They're praising him as Savior of the world on that Sunday. And then by that Friday, just five days later, the same people that are saying Hosanna in the highest on Sunday are now saying... Give us Barnabas instead of Jesus and and go ahead and crucify Jesus. The same exact people that are singing praise to the Lord on Sunday are the same exact people that just five days later are saying crucify Jesus. And they walked away. They walked away from their faith. What was it that caused them to see Jesus with their very own eyes? What was it that saw them see Jesus do miracle signs and wonders on Sunday and praise him on Sunday only to then five days later walk away from their faith? And it dawns on me that if there were people back then that could be praising Jesus on Sunday with all of their heart saying he's a savior of the world only to say crucify Jesus on Friday, then certainly there might be some people in our churches that are praising Jesus on Sunday Only to have a storm of life hit them at some point in their lifetime and possibly consider walking away from the Lord. And so this morning, it is my heart to be able to give some teaching on how to live a victorious life. Because those people that were there praising Jesus on Sunday, they didn't finish well because they didn't have the keys to victorious living And I believe that if we will have the keys to victorious living, then it'll really spark a fire inside of us that will ignite a real passion for the Lord that we won't just be praising Jesus on Sunday and then walk away from our faith someday when storms come. And I know that that's your desire is to continue to serve the Lord, to passionately love him, to passionately have passion for the Lord and love for the Lord, to walk out his plans and his purposes for your life. And so this morning we're going to take a look at Psalm 92, and I'm going to couple that together with some lessons about the palm tree that we can learn. And I want to just pray over us this morning. God, thank you that your spirit is here. God, we want to be the people that praise you on Sunday and then praise you all the days of our life. We don't want to be like those that just praise you on Sunday and by Friday walked away from their faith. But Lord, I pray that you would spark a a fire inside of every single one of us that would ignite something that would fuel us for the rest of our lives, that we would never consider walking away from you. This room is filled with people that would never consider about walking away from you. And so Lord, I pray that that fire would continue on in the name of Jesus. And everyone said aloud, "Amen." amen. Amen. And so today I've titled the sermon Palm Sunday Lessons for Victorious Living. The first verse the first couple of verses I want to share with you this morning are going to be our primary text. It's Psalm 92, starting at verse 12 and going through verse 15. Let's read this together. It says The righteous will flourish like the palm tree and grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of their God. They will still bear fruit in old age, they will stay fresh and green proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Verse 12 says the righteous are like the palm tree. And as I studied and searched out some facts about the palm tree, I realized how closely the life of the believer and the life of the palm tree so echo each other because there's so many different similarities. And as I began to explore the scriptures to gain more understanding about the palm tree, because I wanted to to know what does it mean when the psalmist says that the righteous will be like the palm tree. And so today I want to give us five palm tree lessons for victorious living. Five palm tree lessons for victorious living. Number one, That palm trees are not easily uprooted. And that's some good news for us this morning. Palm trees are not easily uprooted. And this is why, as far as plant life is concerned, the palm tree is considered to be the toughest. The palm tree is considered to be the toughest in existence, it is nature's most toughest survival. And when other vegetation withers, the palm tree continues to flourish. When other vegetation breaks away or is destroyed because of the storms that come its way, the palm tree has a natural ability to withstand all that life and storms throw at it. And here's why it's not so easily uprooted. The average tree is able to grow between a foot or two of roots underneath the soil. And some trees only a couple of inches but the, the largest trees in all of Elk Grove, the oak tree. So, if you were to drive around Elk Grove and if you know what an oak tree looks like, just look for the biggest and tallest trees in Elk Grove. They're called oak trees. The oak tree has the ability to grow about 18 inches of roots into the ground, but not so with. The palm tree. Scientists say that the palm tree has a root system that has the ability to grow so deep into the earth that it has the ability to grow much deeper than any other trees on the planet. In fact, even in the in the hottest and most harsh conditions, On the earth, their roots are able to grow so deep that they're able to find water way below the surface. And when most plants and when most vegetation would die in the desert, the palm tree continues to flourish because it has roots that are feeding it. It's able to go so deep that the roots are feeding it its system with the life source that only allows it to flourish even in the most harsh and hot conditions. Psalm 92, again, let's read that, verses 12 and 13. It says, The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. They will grow like the cedar, like a cedar in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of their God and our God. And if we will plant ourselves in the house of the Lord, then we're going to flourish because our roots are going to grow deep, deep enough to be able to get to the water underneath the surface. And when we'll, most people can't grow because there's not any depth there, the plant, the, the palm tree will continue to grow. And it's not going to matter what comes against it. It's not going to matter what adversities. It's not going to matter what struggles or setbacks or even disappoint, disappointments. The only thing that will matter is that its roots are deep, so deep that it will be able to get down to what life Life source is there to allow that palm tree to remain. And how many of you are glad that you're like the palm tree and that you're going to remain? You're not easily uprooted this morning. Come on, say aloud, amen. amen. The second palm tree lesson for victorious living is you can cut a palm tree, but you can't kill it. You can cut a palm tree, but you can't kill it. Most plant life have a protective layer around it called bark. And if you want to kill most trees, all you have to do is cut a circle around the trunk or carve a circle or carve a ring around the trunk and peel back the bark. And over some time, the palm tree will die, but not so with the palm tree. You can cut the palm tree, but it doesn't get its nutrition through its bark like other trees. In other words, its strength doesn't come from its outer shell. Its strength comes from its inner core. So you can cut the palm tree, and you could peel away the bark, but it's still going to continue to flourish because of its inner core, and the righteous are like the palm tree. The devil can cut you, but he can't kill you. Your enemies can cut you, but they can't can 't kill you things can come and cut you, but they can 't kill you. your attackers can cut you, but they can 't kill you and so when your attackers come and they wound and they scar you, sure it hurts, but they cannot kill you and that 's the good news this morning is you can continue to withstand any single one of life 's storms this morning and when the attackers come onto most trees and when they get cut, they always end up dying, but not so with the righteous. Because you are like the palm tree. You might be wounded and it might slow you down, but you're going to continue to be strong because your strength doesn't lie from its outer sources. Your strength doesn't lie from the finances. Your strength doesn't lie from other people. Your strength doesn't lie from your spouse. Your strength doesn't lie from your job. Your strength doesn't lie from your bosses. Your strength lies from within because when it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, greater is he who lives in me than he who lives in the world we can say that we gain our strength from our inner core from the lord aren't you glad for that this morning yeah. number three the third lesson lesson that we can learn about victorious living is that the palm tree will bend but it will not break tropical tropical winds can change so rapidly in fact here in elk grove we just it, the, earlier this morning i don't know is it still windy outside yeah, yeah it's still windy Earlier this morning during first service, I was shaking hands at the doors, and I, I said, hey, welcome, and saying hi to people. And this one person said, oh, man, I just, I just need to get inside because it's so windy over here. It's so, it's so cold, and it's messing up my hair. And, yeah, I said, yeah, mine too. And <laughs> why are you guys laughing? Well, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. No, so even in Elk Grove, gusts of winds can go so fast as 30 miles an hour. And about a, a year and a half ago or so, Um, Elk Grove experienced a really bad storm. Do you remember the gusts of winds that were going on about a year and a half ago? And I remember it was so loud outside and it was breaking branches and there were different tree limbs that were falling off the trees and breaking. It was making a lot of noise. I finally went to sleep that night and when I woke up the next morning, I woke up to four sections of fencing in my backyard that were laying down and that were destroyed due to the gusts of storms of 30 mile an hour winds. And my son, he's nodding his head because he was out there with me. (laughs) We were out there together and we were building the fence and what made things even worse is that we had just gotten done painting the entire fence. So there we were. We painted the fence and everything, and only to have these big gusts of wind. So we had to repaint the fence, and it looked so nice, but it was frustrating. But even in Elk Grove, with these big gusts of winds of 30 miles an hour... That is no match for the winds and gusts of winds that we see when we watch the news and we watch that hurricanes, tornadoes, or typhoons hit because those types of storms can start at about 40 miles an hour, build up to 75 miles an hour, and even go as high as 140 miles an hour. And those types of winds have the ability to snap every tree in its way. Those types of winds will destroy every single vegetation, but not so with the palm tree. The winds will blow, but as the winds blow harder and harder, the palm tree will continue to bend further and further. And so you could bend the palm tree, but you cannot break the palm tree. And I I want you to know this, that scientists have said that there have been some storms and some gusts that have hit so hard that the palm tree will be upright. Once the storm hits, it'll bend the palm tree so far over that it'll allow it to even touch the earth on the other side. But when the winds stop, they always bounce right back. And when the storm hits, it makes them get stronger and stronger and stronger. You would think that with every single storm, The palm tree would get weaker and weaker, making it bend back and forth and making it go forward and backward and back and forth. You would think that it would get weaker and weaker, but not so of the palm tree. The palm tree learns how to have a bounce back. The palm tree learns how to remain. The palm tree learns how to stay rooted. The palm tree learns how to be faithful. The palm tree learns how to adapt. The palm tree learns how to survive. The palm tree learns how to hold on. And so when life is coming its way, it continues to learn how to remain and to grow strong And I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I want you to know that the Lord has made you to outlast the storm that you're going through this morning. I don't care how hard that storm is blowing, the Lord has caused you to outlast the storm that you're going in because the righteous are like the palm tree. And when the storms of life hit, it might bend you, but it doesn't have the authority or the power to break you. The enemy can't break you. Your circumstances can't break you. Your adversities can't break you. Your onlookers can't break you. But you are protected in the Lord because you have a root system that is allowing you to become strong. And those storms are going to make you stronger and stronger and stronger. The Bible says that the adversities that come from life, that come to destroy you, can only make you stronger if we will respond the right way. And you know how the wind blows so hard that it causes a palm tree to bend all the way over. It gives us a perfect picture of our posture in prayer. The storm blows, but it causes us to get on our knees. And it causes us to seek the face of the Lord. And when storm come in your life... You ought to not just run away. Don't get discouraged. You ought to say it's because of this storm that God's bent me over so that I can remain in him. And in this season, my roots are going to grow deep. My roots are going to grow strong. I'm not going to allow the enemy's devices to come in to pluck me out. But I know that this thing is for my good and his glory. Oh, you might go through another season. You might go through another storm. You might see that there's a forecast over there. But you're going to be able to say, I know this forecast is going to make me stronger because of who God is in my life. I don't get my strength the way that other people do. I get my strength from the Lord. And a storm might hit you and things may come against you. Adversities may come but at the end of that storm, the wind always stops blowing. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a bounce back in your spirit and you're going to say, praise God for who He is in my life because greater is He who is in me than He who is in the world because I am like a palm tree. Come on, say that out loud. I am like a palm tree. Number four, the fourth palm tree lesson for victorious living is the fruit of the palm tree will be preserved. The fruit of the palm tree will be preserved. Verse 14, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Do you know what that means? The Bible, this this is what this means right here. That as far as Out of the reaches of the predators and out of sight of the casual onlooker, the palm tree's fruit remains in safety by its height. So there are palm trees that you can find that will actually grow as high as 200 feet. That's high, y'all. That's high. When was the last time you tried to get a coconut from a 200-foot palm tree? When was the last time you were able to do that? No, don't sign me up for that one, y'all. I, 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 have, I have a fear of heights. I can't do that one. In fact, we were just doing spring cleaning um, in a front and backyard a couple months back, and I grabbed the ladder, and my ladder goes up to maybe about 12 or 14 feet up in the air. And I was right at about 10 feet. And I looked down, and I thought, oh, man, sign someone else up for this job. like, 10 feet was high enough. But 200 feet, how many of you know that the fruit of that palm tree is protected just by the height that it has? And the Bible calls children the fruit of our body. In other words, if we are like the palm tree and we know that we are, then our fruit, our children will will remain safe and out of the reach of the enemy. And I'm not saying that adversities won't come. I'm not saying that there won't be trials for our children, but here's what I'm saying. I just read that verse a while ago to you. It said, our fruit will stay green and fresh. And here's what that means. It means that our children will grow strong and healthy if we remain in the Lord. Come on, somebody say a loud amen. Amen. And I love this verse. It's Proverbs chapter 18 and and verse 21. It says that the, the tongue has a power of life and death. And so when I pray over my children... I say things like this. I say, you're not going to become addicted to drugs. You're not going to become addicted to alcohol. You're not going to become addicted to the ways of this world. You're not going to be a person that's perverse. You're not going to fall into sexual immorality. You're not going to become a person that ever walks away from their faith. Well, Pastor Gary you got to be careful because you just don't know yet. I mean, your children are young. What what if they do it? No, the very reason why I know that they're not going to fall into those things is because I'm speaking those things. I'm already calling my children blessed. I'm already calling them highly favored. I'm already calling them anointed. I'm already calling them set apart for the plans and purposes of the Lord. So I know that my children are going to remain and grow with blessing and victory and favor over their life because I'm already calling them blessed. Because I am like the palm tree, and my no one can get to my fruit. I'm standing in a gap because I'm lifted up high upon wing, wings like eagles, and so are you because you are like the palm tree. Your children will be preserved. Your fruit will be preserved because it's high out of the reaches of the enemy. How many of you glad for that this morning? Number five, the fifth lesson for victorious living is that the palm tree can only flourish in the right environment. The palm tree can only flourish in the right environment. With all of the attributes and strengths, there is one thing that the palm tree cannot endure it can endure a cold season. It can endure cold. In fact, the cold will actually end up killing the palm tree. And so I've given you four powerful, strong truths about the palm tree. But now I want to give you one of the downfalls or the downfall about being a palm tree because the Bible says that the righteous, that's you and that's me, are like the palm tree. Here's a downside to being a palm tree. The only thing that the palm tree cannot withstand is cold. It only grows in warm climates. And the righteous are like the palm tree. Somebody shout that again. The righteous are like the palm tree. Shout it out. The righteous are like the palm tree. And God never made us to live in a cool climate. And so let me explain that for you today. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're getting colder in your walk with the Lord, then you're literally dying. You can grow a palm tree in Hawaii. And by the way, how many of you want to go to Hawaii? I love going to Hawaii, man. Hawaii is awesome. I, I love Hawaii. Every time I hear, uh, hear the Sakutas going to Hawaii, I'm like, oh, man, take me with you. Put me in your baggage or so I'll, I'll lose a weight, man. I'll get me under 60 pounds. I'll get me in that thing. I'll go. You know, anytime time I even just think about Hawaii, it just brings a smile to my face. In fact, right now, I'm going to count to three, and you guys say the word Hawaii. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Hawaii. And look at all the smiling faces. It, it just brings a smile to your face when you say Hawaii. You can grow a palm tree in Hawaii, but you can't in Alaska. You know why? Because the environment is too cold. It's not the right environment for a palm tree to survive and to thrive. And if we want to kill a palm tree, all you have to do is let itself Continue to try and grow in a cooling environment. And what the storm could not do, and what the predators could not do, and what all the outside sources could not do, cold actually can. It could end up killing the palm tree because of its environment. And if the palm tree is dying, then by the way, our fruit is dying. And our fruit are our children. And our fruit are our grandchildren. And that's why it's so important that we continue to recognize that if we are in a cooling season spiritually, then not only are we dying, but those behind us are also dying. Our fruit will die. Our children will die. Our grandchildren will die. Our legacy and our generations will continue to die if we don't continue to remain in a warm environment. And by the way, it's not the pastor's job. To preach you on fire on Sunday, for you to have enough fire inside you to hopefully make you last till the next Sunday. That was never the intent of preaching. By the way, it's not the worship leader's job to preach you on fire, to sing you into happiness to where you say, Hosanna in the highest on Sunday. That was never the intent. The intent is that every single day you create a spiritual environment where you're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, where you're filled with fuel that comes from within, where you're fu- fueled with a fire that comes with the Holy Spirit that only comes with prayer and reading your word to ignite you on fire. That's the way that that comes. The truth of God's word will cause you to grow spiritually. And if you're a baby, spiritually, yes, there is a season and a time where God allows you to be spoon-fed. There's a season and a time where God allows people to feed you with 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 a symbol of a baby bottle and give you the milk of the scriptures. There's a season where you are able to have some softer foods because you don't get all the complexities. There's a season for that. But at some point, God intends for us to grow up so much spiritually that we're able to feed ourselves. And unfortunately, in the church of America, there are so many spiritual adults that walk into our churches every single week asking for the baby bottle and where their blankies are. (laughs) Let it not be so at Harvest Church. Let it never be so at Harvest Church. God never intended for you to go to the buffet table of the Lord with your plate in hand only to go up to the to uh, to the to the, to the line and for someone to spoon feed you right into your mouth. God intended for you to go to the buffet table of the Lord and to, with your plate in hand for you to start putting some spiritual food on it so that you could start feeding yourself so that you could begin eating the different types of things that you want and the different things that you need. What type of food are you in for? What type of food do you want? Because God has a buffet table of all kinds of different... Foods. It's called Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. What type of food do you want? There's a buffet table waiting for you. We get excited about going to hometown buffet and whatever that other one is, but then but then when we have a buffet table of the Lord, we don't even spend time in God's word. Let it not be so of any of us here at Harvest Church. The only thing that will kill a palm tree is if if it allows itself to continue to live in a cold environment. And I believe we're living in a day and age right now where so many people that were once on fire, so many people that were singing praises to the Lord on Sunday, have something happen over their lifetime where they just decide to call it quits and to walk away. It's too hard. The storms of life came and it's too hard. I walk away, I give up. I I praise Jesus at one time in my life. And just think of the different people that you can think of in your own mind the people that you knew that were spiritually mature. I could think of people in my own life that I looked up to that I said, man, that, that person, they'll never walk away from the Lord. Only to find out later on something happened and he walked away, they turned their back on the Lord. I'm tired of hearing about the stories of people praising Jesus on Sunday only to turn in their salvation and give up on the Lord because a storm comes into their life later on. When you first got saved, you didn't care about hearing the gossip. All you wanted to do was hear the gospel. When you first got saved, you used to turn off your television and you used to spend time in prayer and reading your Bible and praying and fasting and believing God for specific things. And if we're not in an environment where we're growing We're literally dying. Why? Because the righteous are like the palm tree. And the palm tree can only flourish in the right environment. If you're able to stand with me, would you stand with me this morning? When you first got saved, you know what you were doing? When you would turn off your television and and when someone wanted to gossip about someone else and you would say, hey, I don't want to talk about that person. You know what you were doing in those seasons? You were adding fuel to the fire. You were creating a warm environment. You were creating an environment for you to allow your roots to grow deep where you could continue to grow. Why? Because you are like the palm tree. This morning, I don't know what storms of life you're going through. I don't know what adversities have come your way. I don't know the things that Are blowing in your life I don't know how fast and how quickly those gusts of winds are blowing in your own life but we serve a risen Savior that does and on this Palm Sunday they came to worship him and praise him and to adore him with their palm branches because we are like the palm tree you are like the palm tree and so this morning I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand I don't want to embarrass anybody in this place but if you're not creating a spiritual environment where you're growing in the Lord, I want you to know you're dying. Pastor Gary, this isn't a warm and fuzzy point that you're bringing out right here. Yeah, well, a warm and fuzzy point won't, won't, send, you, won't, won't send you to heaven. A warm and fuzzy point won't keep you from hell. And nowadays, we don't like talking about hell. We don't like bringing up hell, but hell's a real place. And the only way to remain in the house of the Lord is to continue to create a spiritual environment. Some of you, if I ask you, are you in a cold or a cool environment? Some of you don't, can't even answer that. And if you can't answer that, if you're not passionately pursuing the Lord every single day, you come in here and you praise the Lord, and I'm glad that you do. Whether you join online or you're here on Sunday morning, man, I'm glad that you're able to come in here on Sunday mornings, but I don't want you to be defeated during the week. The pastor's heart in me says, I don't want you to have those issues during the week. I don't want you to lend yourself over to pornography. I don't want you to walk out on your spouse. I don't want you to beat up your kids and get physical with them. I want you to be victorious throughout the week, just the same way that you praise Jesus on Sunday and you say, Hosanna in the highest, my Savior, God, please save us. The same way you praise Jesus on Sunday is the same way you ought to praise Him on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. God has some spiritual food for you that will help you to grow deep roots. And if you can't answer that question, if I were to ask you, uh, do you feel like you're in a in a spirit? Well, Pastor Gary, I'm I'm not I'm not in a cool environment. That's not enough. It's not enough to just not be in a cold environment. You need to be in Hawaii. You need to to be in a tropical climate. You need to allow your spiritual climate to be raised and to be in a hot climate. That's the only way that you're going to grow and you're going to flourish. And so this morning, wherever you are at in life, in your faith, wherever you're at, let me just encourage you to create a spiritual climate where you're going to be able to thrive and where you're going to be able to grow. Yes, storms of life might come. The storms will slow you down. The, st- the storms might bend you, but they don't have the authority to break you this morning. Because you don't get your source. You don't get your power. And you don't get your strength from your outer situations. You get your strength from your inner core. And I'm just telling you this. After that storm hits, when the winds stop, you're going to have a bounce back in your spirit. I'm just telling you. You're going to be stronger and stronger than you ever were even before that storm even hit. I'm praying that, or I'm prophesying that over someone's life today. So, this morning, whatever storm you might be in in life, wherever you might be in your walk with the Lord, whether you're creating a, a better environment or not, I just want to pray for you this morning. I don't, want, I don't want you to lift up your hands and try to say, Yeah, Pastor Gary, I'm the one that needs that prayer. I, I don't want to embarrass anybody in here. I want all of us to grow. If you've been growing spiritually mature, man, I, I commend you. I, I'm so happy that you've been doing the right decisions and making the right choices, but every single one of us can continue to grow in our faith every single day. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, Lord, we thank you for your wonderful presence that is here in this place. God, we're here today because we wanted to be in a spiritual environment that would help us to grow. And certainly the preaching of the Word helps us to grow. That is absolutely true. But Lord, the preaching of the Word is not the only thing needed to sustain life throughout the week. And so Lord, I pray for every single one of us. That we would continue to want more, to press in, to want to grow, to think of more, to walk out our plans and our purposes that you have for our life. Holy Spirit of God, place a burning fire inside of every single one of us that could never be quenched or, or turned down. God, I pray that you would give us the ability to remain in you. Give us the strength to be rooted in you all the days of our life. Lord, if we are like the palm tree, then we will not be uprooted like most trees because our roots grow down deep God we might be like the palm tree and Lord the tree is not so easily killed you can cut the palm tree in other words things can come our way things can come and try to hurt us but Lord we're not going to die spiritually because we are like the palm tree the winds of life may come to to bend us over but we're not going to break because our posture is going to be towards prayer our posture is going to be towards the Lord Lord we're going to be like the palm tree and our fruit will be preserved I want to grow so much in the Lord that as I grow taller and taller, my fruit will go higher and higher out of the ways of the enemy and out of the the onlooker and out of the, the people that come and try to steal and snatch the fruit. God, we want to remain in you so that we would have a legacy of generations that would be called Christians, disciples, people that love you and want to become people of God. And then, Lord, we want to create an environment within every single one of us where the spiritual temperature of our homes is high, where we can't ignite, where we can't quench the ignition of the Holy Spirit on our life. Holy Spirit of God, would you come and would you show us areas of our own life that we need to grow in? God, create in us a pure heart, a heart that is seeking after you a heart that wants more of you, a heart that is not just content with yesterday's manna, but a heart that says, I want more of God. I need to go to the buffet table of the Lord so that I could be fed today. Lord, help every single one of us know that we are like the palm tree and the righteous will remain. God, we don't get our strength from our outside sources, which means, yes, our outside sources may affect us, But, Lord, it doesn't have the power nor the destiny to be able to change us. Our destiny and our things come from inside, from the Spirit of God. And so we're going to rely on the Spirit of the Lord this morning. We're not going to rely on our 401K, on our finances. We're going to rely on the Spirit of the living God. For we are like the palm tree this morning. Come on, give the Lord great praise. Come on, if you love the Lord this morning, say aloud, amen. Amen and amen and amen. Now, this morning, there's another group of people that are here, and you're listening online, or you're here in person, and you say, hey, Pastor Gary, I want to be like the palm tree. I can't say that I'm like the palm tree because my life hasn't been redeemed yet. You know, when Jesus went all the way to the cross in the Old Testament, Moses told the people, put, put, that, put that blood over, the, over the, 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 the post of your doorstep, in other words, into the entrance of the house. And the spirit of death, if he saw that blood over the post, just continue to go on and that household was saved and preserved. Well, this morning, when you accept Jesus Christ, what happens is that the Lord places his blood of redemption over the post of your heart. And the spirit of death will pass over you so that your spirit, yes, although your physical body may die someday, your spirit will never die. Your spirit will remain in heaven with him because of the decision and choice that you made and what he did for you. So this morning, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and this morning you're saying, Pastor Gary, I need to make sure that I'm right with God. I want to make sure that I become like the palm tree. If that's you this morning, I want to pray a prayer. And it's not the prayer alone that saves you, but it's believing in your heart that God's raised Jesus from the dead. It's confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and and knowing that. And then the Bible goes on to say, and you will be saved if you do this. So here's what happens. I want to give you a perfect picture of what happens when you give your life to Jesus. Before you give your life to Jesus, you're walking this way. You're walking under your own strength. You're looking at your 401k. You're looking at your bosses for things. You're looking for all the different things that this world has to offer. But then, when you give your life to Jesus, you literally turn away from those things. You make a 180 turn and you start walking towards the things of the Lord. And you start believing that God has a pa- has a plan to do everything that He said He wants to do in your life. You start saying, "I'm going to be high- I'm going to be blessed. I'm highly favored." Those are the things that God wants to do in your life. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, then i I want you to pray this prayer with me and whether you're online or in person in Harvest Church also join all these that are going to pray this prayer also for the first time now you might be here this morning and maybe you've walked away from the faith maybe as I said man let it not be at Harvest Church where people praise Jesus on Sunday and then at some point walk away from the Lord maybe you're here today and that's you maybe you chose to walk away from the Lord but you want to rededicate your life today I want you to know that this prayer can save you today so if that's you, every, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, everyone say it out loud. Ready, Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you and I have not been creating a warm environment that I can thrive and flourish in. And so right now, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I need a Lord and Savior in my life and his name is Jesus. So right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins i ask you to come into my heart i believe on you i receive you and i confess you as savior and lord over my life holy spirit come into my life to guide me to help me to preserve me to cause me to grow to cause me to flourish i want to grow in you in jesus name and everybody said aloud amen Amen. now here's what just happened The Bible says that even when just one person comes to know the Lord, that all of heaven rejoices in praise. And so Harvest Church, I want you to rejoice with those that made that commitment to Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant it from your heart, welcome to the family of God. Just like when a a child is born physically, there's a family that takes care of it. And I want you to know that if you gave your heart to the Lord, this is your new family. Look around you. These, these are your new spiritual brothers and sisters and moms and dads in the Lord. These are the people that want to help you to grow in your faith so that you won't be like one of those that we just read about that praises Jesus on Sunday and then wants to crucify him or walk away on Friday. But you're going to remain. You're going to stay strong. You're never going to walk away from your faith because you have a family that wants to help you to grow in the Lord. And so if you pray that prayer, you meant it from your heart, there's a card located right in front of you and it says i'm committing my life to jesus christ or i'm renewing my commitment to jesus christ and if that's you do us a favor fill that out and then give it to any one of the ushers before you leave this morning but we want to invite you to come to a foundations of faith class where it's a complimentary class where we want to help you grow spiritually we want you to become a real disciple of jesus christ and uh before we go today man let's just give the lord one more great praise this morning would you do that on palm sunday god we love you We give you praise. God, thank you that you said that the righteous are like the palm tree. And all the different implications that that means. There's strength in being like a palm tree. I'm looking at a bunch of palm trees today. You're going to remain and you're going to be faithful. And you're going to be one of those people that not only comes on Sundays and praises Jesus, but you're going to praise Jesus throughout the week. No matter what circumstances hit, you're going to remain and be strong because your strength comes from your inner core, from the Lord. Let me pray a blessing over you this morning. God, we love you. We give you praise and we thank you. Lord, thank you that your word is just so, man, it's just so full of so much food. We're so spiritually fed today. Because it's your word that challenges us and causes us to rise to the occasion. Thank you that we are like the palm tree. That no matter what circumstances may come, we're going to remain strong in you. And so Holy Spirit of God, would you bless every single person in this place. Whether you've joined us online or whether they're here in person. God, would you bless every single one of us. Allow us to be fruitful in this week. Allow us to be fruitful this even today. God, as we exit from your sanctuary, we know we're never going to exit from your presence. We want to take you everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Harvest Church, for being here. We'll see you next Saturday night and next Sunday. God bless you. Be blessed in the name of the Lord. You are like the palm tree. Thank you
0: for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.